Welcome to the All Saints Community Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. We are a community of worship and formation on mission with Jesus. We are committed to being rooted in the scriptures and the historic Christian faith and to kingdom life in the power of the Holy Spirit. As you listen, may you be encouraged and empowered to know the Lord Jesus and make him known. For more information on who we are, visit allsaintsokc.org or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at ASCCOKC. Amen. So today, that's what we're going to look at. Briefly, we're going to walk through some passages, and we, do, we talk about this regularly, and there's a reason. Really, everything rises and falls in your personal life, in your discipleship to Jesus, and as a church, depending on whether or not we're praying and clinging to the Lord and Holy Scripture. And I want us to start by looking at John chapter 5. Look at John 5. John 5, 39 through 40. We're looking at devotion to the Word of God today. We're going to look at different ways that we approach the Word, but before we get started, I want us to see this. Jesus teaches us something profound about Scripture in John 5, 39 through 40, and He's talking to the religious leaders of the day who knew the Scriptures back and forth, and they were constantly challenging him and his understanding of Scripture. And listen to what he says to them, John 5, 39 through 40. He says to these leaders, you search the Scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And it is they that testify on my behalf, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. So what Jesus is teaching these experts in the Scriptures, the experts in the law, is that they were having a relationship with a book. They studied the Scriptures. Many of them memorized the entire Hebrew Bible. They were devoted to it, and yet they missed the Messiah. They missed the living Word to whom all the Scriptures pointed. He was standing right there, and he said, the Scriptures are meant to bring people to me. The written Word is meant to bring people to the living Word. And so, friends, undergirding everything we're going to look at today, we're not talking about having a relationship with a book. We see every word of Scripture. Luke 24 talks about it. The words of Scripture bring us to Christ and cause our hearts to burn with love for Him. Think about how crazy it would be if someone that you, uh, an athlete or a musician or someone from history, you have the opportunity to interact with them, and instead you chose to just read their biography. Let's say they were standing outside the door knocking, hey, I'm ready to meet here with you, and yet you said, no, wait, wait, can't interrupt. I've got your biography here. I'm just reading, and I'm pouring over the biography, and meanwhile the, the person is standing there saying, hey, the book is about me. How about I come and sit down with you and tell you in greater detail more about my story and my personality? So it is, we, friends, we have the opportunity 
to interact with the Lord Jesus each day. The whole book is about Him and points to Him. So as we talk about devotion to the Word of God today, we're talking about devotion to Jesus Christ, who is the living Word of God. And we've talked about it in recent months, a rule of prayer. Do you remember that? We talked about a rule or a guide of prayer. And this is at the top of the list. A rule or a guide of prayer is nothing more than just a guide that helps you in your daily time with the Lord and that will carry you. It's like a plan. And if you don't have a plan or a guide, there's nothing to carry you. And so at the top of the list and a rule or a guide of prayer is time with the Lord in Scripture. And you can get on our website. You can use the, the Bible app. There's so many different ways to pick a plan, a daily Scripture plan. You can read through the New Testament in a year. You can read through the Gospels. You can, there's so many different ways to approach the Lord, but I just want us to nail down today that this year could be a year of being devoted to the Word of God. I picked the, the word devotion to the Word of God because we often reference Acts 2.42, don't we? The early church was devoted to four things. What were they devoted to, church? They were devoted to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, and to prayer. And so the word used here, they were devoted. The early church was devoted to the apostles' teaching, and that included the teachings of, of Christ because that's the apostles were pointing to Christ. So I want us, like the early church, to be devoted. And friends, that word means enduring, persevering, persistent attention. And friends, to be devoted to the Word of God can be costly. It's costly. It's difficult. We've been talking about this in recent years that to follow Jesus requires devotion and commitment and cost. It is not easy. Can I get an amen? It is not easy. It might be easy for a week or a month, but friends, we're in this for the long haul, day in, day out, month in, month out, and we must be devoted. And the beautiful thing is the Lord gives us the power to be devoted. Colossians 1 talks about that. Paul says, I am at work like no one else, but it's the power of God at work in me. And so as we talk about devotion to the Word of God, the Father is ready to give us the power to be devoted to His Word. Now, we're going to talk about a handful of things that are involved in being devoted, and the first is reading the Word. Some of you might go, well, no, duh. Look at Matthew 4. Reading the Word of God. Matthew 4, 4. We're looking at five acts or five aspects of devotion to the Word of God. And the first one is we read it. Now, some of these might be familiar passages, but I want us to peel the layers back a little bit and look at them in this context of devotion to the Word. Jesus is quoting from the book of Deuteronomy, and this is in the temptation story, the temptation narrative, and Satan's coming at him because Satan can quote Scripture and misuse it and twist it, 
And Jesus comes back with the sword of the word, the sword of truth. Listen to what he says. He says, it is written, one does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So what Jesus, he's saying many things here, but he's saying there's a divine hunger planted in each person. And it is only, only by the word of God that that can be satisfied. Friends, you may be hungry today and you're feeding yourself with garbage. Maybe you're putting in the junk food that the world provides, and what you need to do is sit before the Word of God each day and read it and eat it. There's no other way to have spiritual health. There's no other way to get untangled from depression or addiction. You must eat the Word of God each day. Just like you need physical nutrition, Jesus is teaching right here. The ancient world, it was bread. They couldn't live without bread. And Jesus is saying, even more, you must live and be sustained by the words that come from the mouth of God. Look at 1 Peter 2, 2-3. The Apostle Peter, looking at these early Christians, 1 Peter 2, 2-3, he's encouraging them to read the word to read it, to read it carefully, to read it daily, to read it thoughtfully. This is a cool word picture here, and we have some newborn babes among us, something to learn from them. The Apostle Peter says, Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow into salvation. Then he says at verse 3, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. So I love it. The biblical authors, oftentimes they look around in the common everyday experience and they find word pictures. And Peter has seen little babies that are squawking for milk. And you tell me, will they stop until they get milk? No, those little babies will not stop until they get milk. And so Peter is saying, why don't you be like that? Why don't you let hunger and thirst for the Word of God grip you? Why don't you do some squawking? Why don't you let that take root and bring you into connection with God? Eat His Word. Drink His Word. And in that, he says at verse 3, you're going to taste that he's good. Friends, reading the Word of God reminds us, as Brad was saying this morning, God is good. The Father is good. He's full of love. 1 Timothy 4.13, another aspect of reading the Word of God, eating it, drinking it. 1 Timothy 4.13, And oftentimes we think of doing this individually, which is important, right? It's important that you get up tomorrow morning and Tuesday morning and Wednesday morning. And if you're not a morning person, then maybe in the evening, but you're carving out, you're scheduling that time to sit at the feet of Jesus 
and listen to his word and read his word. But Paul's showing us there's something more than just individual time of reading the scriptures. Listen to what he says to this young leader, Timothy. He says, until I arrive, Timothy, give attention to the public reading of scripture, to exhorting and to teaching. Do you see it there? The church then and now on a Sunday gathering and in homes is to give attention to the public reading of Scripture. Why do you think that is? It's just a good Christian practice. It's a good holy book. It's just what we ought to do. What do you think, church? Do you think it could be because the Word of God has inherent power that hearing it can wake you up, hearing it can wash over your mind and heart? As I've said before, it's like going through the car wash. And so through the public reading of Scripture, the Lord washes your mind and your heart. He resets you. He reorients you. He delivers you from whatever you've been addicted to. The power of the Word of God breaks forth. And I want to encourage us in our times together in groups, no matter what your group theme or subject is, make time in your group to read the Word of God together. Amanda and I had an amazing experience with our interns a few years back, a few years back, goodness gracious, a few weeks back. You with me? And we just, we gave ourselves to the public reading of Scripture one night, and I just had the idea on the spot. I said, why don't we read Scripture and declare it to one another about suffering? That's all I said. And so we had 14 or 15 of our interns, and we opened our Bibles, and we all took turns. How long did that go on? At least an hour. Yeah, at least four years. Right, I'm kidding. (laughs) It just went on and on. It was, so friends, reading, you can pick a topic in your group. You could say, okay, we're going to read scriptures about joy. We're going to read scriptures about coming through suffering. We're going to read scriptures about encouragement. We're going to read scripture about guidance and seeking the Lord. And just by circling up and reading the verses, it does something. It's a game changer. So, friends, the first part of being devoted to the Word of God is we have to make time to read it. And you young people, I want to encourage you now Now is the time to begin to learn these practices. Now is the time, right, Elias? You guys are learning that. In our men's group recently, we had Harrison and Braden and I were with some of the guys, and some of them were having the light bulbs turn on. Dude, this isn't as bad as I thought. It's not as hard as I thought it was to have daily time in the Scriptures. Young people, give yourself to this. Some of you say, well, I have trouble reading. Listen to it then. There's so many different apps. You can have it washing over you, but there's no substitute to sitting each day and reading it. If you have trouble with that, then grow. Learn to do it. A second thing that's important in being devoted to the Word of God is to pray it. Look way back in the Old Testament, Joshua 1.8, praying the Scriptures, not only reading them, but praying them. Joshua 1.8. 
Friends, the Lord wants to help us in devotion to the Word of God. He's ready for us to grow in this. He's willing and able and filled with power to help us read the Scriptures. But we've got to cooperate with Him, don't we? We've got to do something. We've got to take initiative. Joshua 1.8, this exhortation to young leader Joshua says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to act in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will be successful. Friends, it's not just enough to read it, to read the Bible, but we must pray it. And this lost art of meditation on Scripture, it's not Buddhist meditation, where you sit cross-legged and empty your mind and become one with nothingness. This is actually the opposite. It's sitting at the feet of Jesus and filling your mind and filling your heart with His words, with what He says, what's revealed about God, what's revealed about you. Friends, it is a life changer to do this day in and day out. Look at Psalm 1, 1 to 3, and hopefully you're writing these down so that you can go back and this would make for a good week or so of quiet time, time with the Lord, working back through these passages. Psalm 1, 1 to 3. Hopefully you're stirred today. I want to be devoted to the Word of God. I want to be devoted to God and His Word. I want to hear what He has to say about me and my life and who I am in Christ. I want to hear who He is for me, for us. Psalm 1, 1 1-3. And really, it's the beginning of the Psalter, the whole book of Psalms right here is encapsulated in this. At the beginning of the Psalms, the psalmist is saying there's two different ways you can take in life. One of them is without the Word of God, and it leads to disaster, and the other is the path of the Word of God. He says, happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or take the path that sinners tread or sit in the seat of scoffers. But look at this, verse 2, but their delight is in the law of the Lord. And on the Lord's law, they meditate day and night. You see that word again? Because they do that, their lives are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in season, and their body and their leaves do not wither. In all they do, they prosper. So friends, we read the word and we meditate on it. And when it says day and night, that's not exaggeration. It's saying that you can actually be so devoted to the Word and so in love and so desperate and hungry and thirsty for God that you're gripped. You're saying, I just, I got to think about you. I've got to think about what you, who you are and how good you are. You're holy, you're righteous. Friends, this is attainable. 
The Word of God is not empty. These are promises. And let me ask you, how many of you meditate day and night on something? I certainly do. Sometimes I meditate day and night on what I can't do or what I don't have or what this person has done or what I can. We're pretty good at meditating, right? I've mentioned before that we are meditating creatures. Young people, you are meditators. The idea, well, I can't meditate. I'm not, I'm not like that. You are wired to meditate and focus on something. And so the question is, what will it be? Will it be anxiety? Will it be worry? Will it be lust? Will it be revenge? Will it be memories from the past? Or will you meditate on the Word of God that He lays out for you and says, do you want it? Here it is. How much do you want? Young people, give yourself to this. Enough with the attitude, oh, woe is me. The world's evil. I'm inundated with these things. I'm hopeless. I'm... Get over it. It's time to grow up. Friends, this is true for all of us, from the youngest to the oldest. Do you want to be devoted to the Word of God? Then grow up. Now is the time. There's no excuse. If times get tough, you will be delighted that you were meditating on the Word of God. Friends, I'm burdened. I love you. I love this church. I want to be devoted to the Word of God. I want you to be devoted to the Word of God. And if hard times come, and I think they're coming, then the time to prepare is not when they're breaking over your head. The time is now. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Today is the day to be devoted to the Word of God. I'm too busy. You don't know my schedule. Yeah, I do. We're all busy. Everybody's got stuff to do. Will you prioritize being devoted to the Word of God? How bad do you want it? That's what it is a matter of. You may not want it enough. You may have to get more desperate. But friends, today is the day to press in to the Word of God to read it, to pray it, to say, Lord, I, day and night, are you kidding me? Could I touch that reality? Could I be one of those day and night people? Can I substitute what I'm meditating on day and night now for the Word of God? Yes, you can, friends. The Lord wants it. The Lord longs to be gracious to us. Look at Psalm 1, 11, verse 2 pushing that NyQuil out of my system. Praise the Lord. Even being sick this week, I mean, it was a bummer. And there were times where, I, yeah, I mean, the last thing you want to do is read the Bible. But after 30 plus years, I've just learned if I don't do it, it's not going to go well. That dark cloud will envelop me. Doubt, unbelief, all the stuff comes and starts to work me over like termites eating away at me unless I have the Word of God flowing in me. How'd you like that sound effect? 
You got the termites too, and they're ready to eat you alive, aren't they, friends? But a good spray in the face from the Word of God keeps the termites at bay. You got it. I could come up with word picture after word picture after word picture because that's, I live with it just like you do. Just because a person's a pastor or preacher doesn't mean, oh, yeah, I just get up and just roll. I have to have the disciplines and the desire and the just I'm going to do it because it's the right thing to do. And the, the alternative is no good. The alternative is no good. Depression, doubt, the termites. Look at uh, Psalm 111, verse 2. This is the third thing. Great are the works of the Lord, studied by all who delight in them. So the third thing, friends, if you're going to be devoted to the Word of God, if we're going to be a church devoted to the Word of God, we're going to read it, we're going to pray it, and we're going to study it. And the psalmist is saying there that the Lord's personality, who He is as a person, and all of His works, they're great. And they're worth being studied and delighted in. Friends, we have the opportunity to study the Word of God. I remember a couple years back, Jake was reading The Heavenly Man about Brother Yoon. And Brother Yoon, who's been part of the Chinese underground church, was talking about how there were no Bibles in his town, in his village. And they would fast and pray for months and months and months for one Bible to be brought to their village. And when that Bible came, they circulated it, and he started by memorizing the whole Gospel of Matthew. He was so hungry for the Word of God, and he had not had a Bible before that he said, first book in the New Testament, Matthew, memorizing the whole thing. And then he wandered from village to village reciting Matthew and preaching the gospel. Friends, people were desperate to study the Word of God, to be able to read it and pray it. What would happen one day if we don't have access to the Bible like we do now? You ever thought about that? What would you do? What if all you had was the Word that you carried in your heart? In your mind. What if you find yourself in a prison cell somewhere? You have no access to your phone, no access to a Bible. Hey, warden, do you mind bringing me a Bible over here? It may be that the only word you have is what you've hidden in your heart. Some of you might say, well, that's pretty dire, but friends, it's happened throughout history and it happens all over the world. Persecution, persecution rises against the saints of God. I want you to think like that. What would it be like if all you had was the word that you had stored up, like Psalm 119, 9-11, hide the word of God in your heart? Friends, I don't want to be heavy, but I do want to be sobering. A fourth thing here in addition to studying the Word, is to obey it. Luke eleven twenty eight. Look at what Christ Himself says. No more powerful summary 
of this than found in Luke eleven twenty eight. Are you catching a little glimpse of this? Devotion to the Word of God. Give yourself to the Word of God. If you can give yourself to work, you can give yourself to growing in devotion to the Word of God. If you can give yourself to physical exercise, going to the gym, you can give yourself to growing in devotion to the Word of God. Luke eleven twenty eight. Jesus gives us a fourth action regarding the Word of God. He says this, Blessed rather are those who hear the Word of God and obey it. Look at James 1, 22. James, the brother of the Lord, who's familiar with the teachings of Christ. Maybe even passages like this that James has heard. He says in James 1, 22, but be doers of the word and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. So friends, every time we open the Scriptures, we read it, we pray it, we study it, we say, Lord, would you give us obedient hearts? Would you help us to practice what we read here? And let me ask, how easy is that, church? I'm glad one person thinks it's easy. God bless you. You can pray for us. It's tough. It's difficult to read the Scriptures. James also says it's like a mirror. It's like you look at yourself and the mirror, the good things, the not-so-good things, and you get a clear picture of who you are before the holiness of God. Friends, it's difficult. It's a difficult thing to obey the words of Scripture, but the power of the Holy Spirit helps us. That's the good news, right? So every commandment becomes a promise through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Father is good, but we don't just store up information. We don't just study it but we study it and read it and pray it with the intent of, Lord, help us be doers of the Word. Amen? Lastly here, a fifth aspect of devotion to the Word is to share it. And I'm not going to read it, but in Matthew 28, this well-known passage, the Great Commission, Jesus is saying that the point of their discipleship and going is to teach people to obey what Christ has taught them. And so we read the Scriptures, we pray them, we study them, we seek to grow in obedience. And then the outflow of that is, as a church, we want to share. We want the Word of God to be like fire inside of us. We've got to share it. We've got to share it with love and grace and full conviction with other people. Friends, I've, I've said it, the world is lost and needs the truth that's found only in Holy Scripture. Look at 1 Peter 3.15. We'll end with this, and then we're going to take communion. 1 Peter 3.15. Peter here is talking about living under the lordship of Jesus and being prepared to share what's found in the truths of Scripture. 
It's a beautiful passage here, isn't it? First Peter 3.15, he's telling the church there, but in your hearts sanctify Christ as Lord and always be ready to make your defense to anyone who demands from you an accounting for the hope that is in you. Why don't we stand? Father, we ask that we would sanctify Christ as Lord in our hearts and that you would make us ready to share, to be able to defend the truths of Scripture, to defend what's written in the Word of God. I'm just going to ask for a minute here. I just sense today I want to call the church. I want to call you individually, but as a church body, to devote yourself to the Word of God today. And if that's in your heart, why don't you just close your eyes, just tell the Lord that you want to be devoted to Him and devoted to His Word. Verbalize that to Him. Lord, I want to be devoted to You. And then ask for His help. Lord, help us be those who are devoted to your word in the coming days. We're going to take communion here, so I'm going to ask the servers to go ahead and come up, and we can stay standing because I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians 11, 23, where Paul talks about the Lord's Supper. Paul says this, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three 23 and following. He says, For I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you eat this bread. Do this in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So, Lord, we pray as we come to your table that we would encounter you, your death, your resurrection. We praise you for your shed blood that cleanses us, that reveals the love of the Father, that gives us new life. We pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Friends, let's come to the, the table here, and we will have... Uh...